you guys. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. Today is Wednesday, the 17th of October. It is episode number 676. We're going to be digging into the study at Mom Strong International Day, talking about the fact that truth and walking in truth requires courage. If you've been struggling to kind of find your footing on the battlefield, stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So today we're going to be digging in a little bit to the study at MomStrong International. So a couple of things I want to tell you really quickly. First of all, if you haven't joined us over there for the study, it's $2 a week, so $8 a month, and we are going to be helping you open up your Bible, discern the Word of God, learn to study it for yourself, and then take it one step further and encourage you to teach the truth that you're learning to your children. And even if you don't have children who are at home or who are little, you can still be an ambassador ambassador for truth. Really, that's what we're supposed to be in the culture. So I just want to encourage you a couple of things. Uh, You can go to Mom Strong International. You'll find a free scripture writing challenge along with copy work. New ones come out every single month. Uh, Next month in particular, I'm really excited about this. We're doing a study called Dancing on the Minefields, Finding Blessing on the battlefield. So the last two months, we've been talking about the uh, how to prepare your children for the battle of their lives and how to walk in truth. Who, What is truth? Who defines it? Is there such a thing as absolute truth? And over at Mom Strong International, this is really our heart every month, is to see you grow, grow, grow in your relationship with the Lord. One of the things that has been frustrating for me as a Christian mother well, as just a Christian woman in particular, as a mother, uh, is to see a generation of women who have not been encouraged to grow deeper in their walk with the Lord. And a long time ago, I was privileged to be speaking with a friend of mine at an event that I was at, and we we got to talking about how the church views our growth as believers. And I, some of you have heard me share this example before, but I know there are a lot of you who are new to the podcast, so I thought it was worth sharing this illustration again. He said that he had grown up Uh, as with his father, watching his father uh, as a journeyman. His father was a welder, and he loved welding, and his dad before him had taught him how to do it. And he said, you know, by the time he was about 24, 25 years old, he decided, I actually really enjoy this. I'm going to go into it. And so he really put his heart and soul into becoming a better journeyman. He said, you know, when I reached my 40s, if someone would have called me with a problem with one of their pipes or they had an issue that required just basic welding, and I would have said to them, oh, you know what? I don't know how to do that, but let me call my dad. He knows how to do that. Or let me call my boss. He could do that. He said, at that point, because I had been a welder for so long, I would have been considered an abject failure in my chosen field. But in the church right now, it's an accepted part of our identity as Christians in the church to just sort of sit and soak and never really grow. And God wants us to grow. As I've said many times to you guys, and I'm going to keep saying it, the gospel changes us. Our response to the Lord and to his sacrifice on the cross should never just be to sit and stay where we are. It should be to grow in our relationship with the Lord. And that is really what we want to do at MomStrong International, is to 
take you wherever you are and move you to the next place and to really watch you growing. And it's exciting for me to see you guys growing in your walk with the Lord and to want to grow. There's something really powerful about just taking up your uh, your your sword and your shield and getting out onto the battlefield and saying, you know what, Lord, I'm going to, let's grow. Let's do this thing together. And so God's grown you guys up. So I hope that you're encouraged. If you want to grow with us, uh, join Mom Strong International and start doing the study with us. You can become a leader over there. You can become a group leader. You can do these groups online and you can also do them in person. And we've got dozens and dozens of churches now doing these studies. And I just want to really encourage you, uh, pick up a copy of Prayers for the Battlefield, pick up Becoming Mom Strong if you haven't done it already, and then join us at momstrongerinternational.com. I promise you a few minutes in the Word of God every day is going to change your life. So let's go ahead and talk about the study. This is uh, this is the the third week of our study on truth that we've been doing over at MomStrong International. And I love to talk about the topic of truth because truth is what's being debated in the culture right now. We're trying to decide, is there such a thing as absolute truth? And like I said last week, there absolutely is, and God defines it. Uh, the, the tolerance dogma that's out there in the culture right now is actually a false truth. And so we talked about that last week, right? The false truth of tolerance. So today we're going to turn our attention just a little bit. So we've we've talked about what truth is. We've talked about the false truth of tolerance, which basically tolerance saying, "Hey, everybody's truth is their truth and you have your truth and I have my truth." Uh you know, I was reading an article this morning in the news about a young a man born as a man and uh, decided to transition into a woman and I noticed that they're not saying gender reassignment surgery anymore in the in the article, they're calling it gender confirmation. And as he was talking, my heart's literally breaking for this generation, especially of young people, that we are so blind as to think that a surgery can change the truth that our DNA cries out. If you go into the hospital, men and women, and something is terribly wrong with you, they need to know what your actual gender is. Because at the end of the day, men and women are made different. We have we have different, uh, obviously we have different physical characteristics, but we have different physiological characteristics, different emotional characteristics, and God has created us, us that way. But in the culture right now, uh, this idea of tolerance, and we, I tolerate you and you tolerate me, and your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth, it's hurting us. And the truth is, if we're going to walk in truth, it's going to require courage. So this week at the Bible study, we've been studying 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 to 5. And so if you have your Bible, I would say, open your Bible and ink this verse up. Highlight it, circle it, ink it up. This is what it says, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 to 5. The Spirit clearly says that in later times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Moment of silence. That's hardcore. Let's read it again. The Spirit clearly says that in later times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry in order to abstain from certain foods, which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. For everything God created is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. If you point these things out to brothers and sisters, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished on the truths of the faith and of the good teaching that you have followed. 
have nothing to do, this is for seven, I'm gonna keep reading because it's so good, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales, rather train yourselves to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value in all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. This is why we labor and strive because we have put our hope in the living God who is the savior of all people and especially of those who believe. This is the apostle Paul exhorting Timothy. He's saying, hey, Timothy, uh, there is such a thing as truth and we are living in an incredible time in human history. The truth of the word of God is being tested in ways that most of us have not yet seen in our lifetime. But here's the thing, you guys, the challenge that's being mounted to God's authority is nothing new. I think what's happening is what is what is new is that we are seeing the truth as God created it to be, particularly the truth of male and female, and we're also seeing it tested in lots of different other ways in the culture. The truth is on trial right now. And in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3, Paul instructs a young Timothy about the reality of following Christ in the culture today. He said, a time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own likings and will turn away from listening to the truth. So in other words, Paul is instructing Timothy, saying, Timothy, you're going to have to say some very unpopular things if you're going to teach what's true. You're likely going to have to address issues in a way that does not scratch where this generation is itching. I'm telling this to you now so that when you encounter opposition to the truth you preach, you are not shaken. You may face rejection. It will take courage to press on in the face of that rejection, Timothy. So be courageous and take your share of suffering for the truth. You see, Paul, and this was, that was sort of a mixture of several passages found in uh, chapter one, verse eight, and chapter two, verse three, and chapter three, verses 13 and 14. I sort of uh, uh, put it all together for you. But, but the point is this, Paul was encouraging Timothy to stand not when the battle became fierce, but before the battle became fierce. He was training Timothy, and we are to train our children for battle. And part of this is going to happen in the day-to-day teaching of God's word. Part of it will happen as our children begin to enter the battlefield of the culture, but the rest of it, the rest of it happens on our knees in prayer. We need to be praying for our children and praying for ourselves. That's why I was saying my heart is hurting for so many of the ministries I see today that are aimed particularly at women that are not encouraging women to walk in the truth, but rather what they're doing is encouraging us just to stay where we are. I don't hear very much about girding up for battle, understanding that we're on a battlefield. Instead, I hear a lot of, uh, I love Jesus and I cuss a little, which I talked about a couple weeks ago. Rather than encouraging us to be warrior-like and to gird up and suit up for battle, we're giving ourselves permission to sit it out. So courage is a necessary part of our lives as Christians. We'll need to defend our faith if we're going to preserve the truth of God's word for future generations and for evangelism. And this has never been easy. It wasn't easy for the early church. I always find it fascinating, you know, when when we talk about what's happening and I hear so many people saying, man, they've never seen anything like this. We're living in in difficult times. But the truth is, uh, follow the apostles. Open your Bibles. It's never been easy. It wasn't easy for the early church. And the Bible says it's not going to be easy for us either. Uh, if you look at Matthew 
chapter 24. So let's go there for a second. Matthew chapter 24, verse 9. I hope you, we should start like listening together, right? Uh, and just opening our Bibles together. There's nothing more powerful than God's word. So listen to Matthew chapter 24, verse 9. He's talking about what's, what's coming and it's kind of signs of the end times. He said, you're going to be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by the nations because of me. So what's the primary message that, that uh, Matthew was trying to convey to the early church? Do you guys see a need for this message today? He's saying, you're going to be persecuted. People are going to hate you for the sake of Christ. And in actually, in Acts chapter 20, Paul goes so far as to say, even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth. Boy, this is happening in the church today, isn't it? We need to be talking to our children about the need for standing courageously for truth. And Paul taught the early church how to do that. He taught the early church what you guys are learning as you're walking this Christian life out in the world. The world is hostile to the message of the cross. And true evangelism is not the kind that sacrifices truth in an effort to gain acceptance from the world. Instead, we've been called to courageous obedience, to love people like Jesus loved them, to tell the truth like Jesus told them the truth. And as the early church and many other great men and women of the faith have done before us, we are called to take our stand now on the battlefield. We're not called to run. Running dishonors the sacrifice of Christ. And I think it reveals uh, a very real flaw in our faith, which is we don't actually trust that God's going God's to take care of us. We don't feel safe. We're, we're afraid. And a voice that would be quieted, except for telling, quote, safe truth, which is what so many people are doing right now, right, in this watered-down version of Christianity. It's cowardly, and it does not bring honor to God. Martin Luther said this, if I profess with the loudest voice and clearest exposition every portion of the truth of God except precisely that little point which the world and the devil are at that moment attacking, I am not confessing Christ, however boldly I may be professing Christ. Where the battle rages, there the loyalty of the soldier is proved, and to be steady on all the battlefield besides is mere fight and disgrace if he flinches at that point. It's powerful stuff. Sharing the whole gospel will take courage, but take heart. Courage comes from the Spirit. And if you've ever studied the Psalms, and I just want to encourage you if you haven't done that, that's something we're going to be doing later on this year at MomStrong International. But if you if you haven't studied the Psalms, I want to just encourage you uh, to do that. Uh, a brief overview of the first 25 Psalms reveal a very common emotion in the life of David. It was fear. Like most of us, David battled fear and unbelief, but God used him in mighty ways. Faith made David more than courageous. It moved him to action. Does your faith in God and your love for him move you also? You see, because of our faith, we don't have to be held captive to every new whim or teaching. Because of our strong faith in the truth and in the inerrancy of scripture, we can be strong and courageous. When the culture around you screams, compromise, give up, this isn't worth it. Go home, get off the battlefield. When your marriage is hard and parenting is harder, when you're faced with a trial that you didn't see coming, when your friends mock you for your belief in the Savior, when you see the enemy sowing seeds of division inside the, the families in your churches or in your ministries, then it's time. Take a stand for the truth. Listen, you guys, good 
things are coming. God's heart toward us is always, ever, only good. And this week, as we study how we can put these truths into action, and you guys will notice a little bit farther down in the Bible study this week, we're giving you a couple of points to talk about and to think about, not the least of which is, what are a couple of areas of your life where courage is a struggle? Sometimes people will say to me, oh, you're so brave, Heidi, you're so brave. You guys, I'm not brave. I don't like to not be liked. I want everyone to like me. I don't like it when someone leaves a bad review for my book or when they say things about me that I know aren't true. What we battle, according to Ephesians 6, is an enemy that we can't see with our eyes. And like we've talked about last month, and we're going to continue saying here at the podcast, the battle is happening for the heart. It takes place in our mind. And so we make a commitment, A, to study the truth, and B, to allow that truth to permeate our hearts so that we can be moved to action. I want to just encourage you to be moved to action. And then let your children see what you're doing. We have an opportunity to really show our children what it means to walk in right relationship with God, to have courage, to be like Paul, to be like David when he marched up to Goliath with nothing but three small stones and a sling. I don't know about you, but I want to show my children that I am not ashamed of the gospel because I know that exactly what Paul says is true. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. The gospel changes us. Because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, we're set free. We can be exactly who God says we are. So let's close out this podcast and just talk to the Lord. Lord, would you give us opportunities to grow in this area of our lives? Lord, we know that as we take every thought captive to your word and as we walk in your ways, you are going to make us into men and women who can stand on the battlefield. Help us, Lord, to have courage. Help us to be like Paul. Help us to be like David. As you gave him the courage to march up to Goliath with nothing but three small stones and a sling. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to show our children that our trust is in you, that we're not ashamed of the gospel, and we're going to look to you today, Father, and in the days to come. Thank you that not only can you do it, you've already done it, and the victory is found in your name. And it is in your name I pray today, Jesus. Amen. If you guys are enjoying this podcast, it would greatly encourage us if you would leave a review. I thought today it would be fun to sort of end the podcast by reading a couple of those reviews to you because I keep telling you, the, you that I'll do it uh, and then I don't. <laughs> Why is that? Is it because I'm always on an airplane going somewhere? Hey, by the way, speaking of me being on an airplane, I'm going to be home for a little bit. Kind of excited about that. And then I will be in about three weeks, two and a half weeks, I'm going to be speaking in uh, Boston for a women's retreat. So. I'm very excited about that. In fact, I will link back to that today so you guys have it in the show notes. But uh, if you're anywhere in the Boston area, I know that they are still accepting, uh, I think I know that they're still accepting reservations for that particular uh, event. So it's going to be great. I've been working on it for a while. I'm really excited to do it. Okay, so if you want to leave a review for the Heidi St. John podcast, and we're, we're coming, we're, we are working toward right now, uh, really changing the, the, uh, the branding for the podcast. So you guys can keep looking for that. But I thought I would read a couple of these to you and it has really encouraged me uh, to see you guys getting into your Bibles. Uh, Brittany said, thanks for sharing biblical truth in love. Your boldness is contagious. Brittany, thank you. 
I love that. I love that. I hope that my boldness is contagious because uh, I want you to get onto the battlefield for uh, just for the sake of your children and for the next generation. So I love that. Thank you so much for that. Molly said, it's refreshing to have someone speak such truth. I've been listening for a few weeks and I honestly listened to three to four episodes in a row. Uh, Molly, that's called binge listening. <laughs> Not only is Heidi willing to get into politics, but she is all, but she is so convicted that I have found myself willing to speak up more because she has educated me. Before this podcast, I shied away from anything political because it makes my heart hurt. I truly feel empowered to get off the bench. Thank you, Molly, for saying that. Wow, what an encouragement it is to me. I hope you guys are encouraged. Listen, we should be able to talk about politics, right? Because politics shapes policy. And we should be able to, we should be involved. I hope a lot of you listening to this, I hope that the Holy Spirit's uh, moving in your lives and you're going to start getting involved in what's happening around you uh, because God wants to use you, right? So thank you so much. I'm going to read a couple more of these when I come back on on uh, Monday, but keep them coming, everybody. We read those reviews. We love them. We thank you so much for doing that. Thank you for your prayers and support for this ministry. If you want to know more about our ministry, you can check it out at HeidiStJohn.com and also find out more about our ministry, Firmly Planted Family, which is the sponsor of the Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center that is flourishing in Vancouver, Washington. Thanks for listening, everybody. And I'm going to see you back here on Friday with my friend, Ashley Sigrest. And we are going to be talking about what it means to face the unexpected. You guys are not going to want to miss that. Ashley's a fantastic woman who loves the Lord. She is a post-abortive mom who has a message of hope and healing. So come back on Friday, and I know you're going to be encouraged. Have a great day, everybody. And I'll see you back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.